0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the midweek fix on the LFC day trippers. I'm your host, Keith, tonight, and I'm joined by a very exuberant looking. Phil Casey down there in the bottom corner. Um, Phil, how are you? I'm great. I just want to say well done to call Torley for dropping the rhythm
1: halfway through that song as um, as part of the intro. He's, he's, a, he's a legend he is. If anyone
0: can, call Cal can.
1: Call Torley can.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Davo, <laughs> delighted to be joined by you tonight. Yeah, glad to be here, Keith. Good Very stuff, glad to be here. Good stuff. And rounding off an in, in old school day trippers panel, we have Shani Lawson. Shani, how are you?
2: All right, <laughs> Keith. What's happened
0: to me? Living the dream, pal. Living the dream. So what we're going to do tonight, we're going to have a quick look at the games that went on tonight. We won't go too in depth because there's nothing really exciting uh, from the Liverpool point of view that happened. But we'll just quickly look at the games and then we're gonna look back at last night's match at Liverpool. The significance of it in the um the standings for both teams. So, you know, Manchester United are a crossroads, Liverpool. Getting strong now for the running, how we see the running going for the rest of the season in all the sort of competitions, not just the league. And then we're going to talk about a certain Spanish midfield, Maestro, who we've been waxing lyrical about in fairness for a long time, but he's just getting better and better and better and better as the games go on. And we think we're starting to see the best of Tiago Alcantara. So we're going to have a little chat about Tiago as well. A little bit of love for Tiago later on, too. And that Nelson's want to talk about lads and anything in the chat that he's want to throw in that he's want to hear. If he's want to hear, we've two. Quality goalkeepers on our panel tonight, so I was going to hear about whatsoever they are. I was want to hear that and about Eddie Mendy and Hardy Ramsdale. Um, we can have a chat about them as well. So, lads, we we'll quickly look tonight. Uh, Newcastle get a win. Does anyone care? No. Next, Everton scrape a draw. Davo, sure. you've, been, you've been adamant now that Everton are too good to go down um, for a while. Well, yeah, look, I'm sticking listen, to
3: that. I'm sticking to it as in, like they're definitely bad enough to get down. But yeah. Burnley, Burnley are playing a different sport. Burnley don't play football. They're absolutely fucking <laughs> atrocious. I would have loved them to see everything get down. But I can tell you one thing: a very, very close second to seeing Burnley go. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, yeah. I don't see Burnley picking up too many more points for the rest of the season. To be honest with you, Relegate so, them you know, I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't, I don't think uh, a loss. Look, like, I don't think the extra point everything picked up is like, gets them totally out of everything. But like, I think it's the same thing. I, d- I don't think, I don't think Burnley are, are, are going to pick up too many more points. I, th- I think I would be fine.
1: Davo, do you not think, like, the Premier League should do, do like a Leicester Senior League with it and, like, relegate four teams this year just to reduce the number of teams? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, you could do that, yeah.
1: Because it was used to fix your congestion in one go. You wouldn't even need a Christmas break. You'd have 36 games, 30, whatever is 36 games a year instead of twenty eight. Job done.
2: Everything's have a local. quick look at the table there. <laughs> They're far ahead, the same, the games ahead yeah. same, same games, games. Um, and, and like that United team, we beat last night at three off four. Like, mm. the, the Premier League is shy. If it wasn't good. for us, look, honestly, uh, uh, genuinely, us <coughs> and City are really good. If it wasn't for Rose, honestly,
0: well, it, do it, you know what, Sean? You're right, us and City are really good, but I know something you've been saying for a long time as well. I'd rather watch Paintroy than watch too much of Man City. Oh, do you
2: know what, what I mean? Ridiculous. They're not an exciting team. Don't ask me, I was like pulling teeth <laughs> but that's shit to watch. Like, it's kind of like um, you won't spend too much time on them but it's like Pep has just found the safest way possible to win games without any risk and I, I'm not sure they really give a bollocks and where do Abu Dhabi owns them, is it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They, don't, they mustn't care about the brand of football because it's absolutely crap. Yeah. It's tip-tap, switch to one side, switch to the other side, look for the pullback. The same goal all the time. Like, yeah. All the time. Well, they got two deflections tonight. It's shite. And considering the money spent, no wonder the fans don't turn up, to be honest. Yeah. The goals we scored last night, I haven't seen City ever doing that on that pep, to be honest with you.
1: They were with. Pep Barcelona goals.
2: Yeah, but like, if it, Pep Barcelona, he <laughs> had Messi and he mm. had Javi and Iniesta who they played the little triangles, and Messi could often come up with a bit of magic, but it's just it's pure system now. Look, it's frustrating to watch because it's obviously very effective, but it's absolutely crap to what you cut and there's no there's no neutral like I tell me otherwise because it's it it's actually Shit to watch yeah.
1: But lads Just on the on, on the results tonight Chelsea are falling backwards And the same thing Happened last year And we cut them For towards right yeah. If you look at the, the gap now between Fourth and fifth To Chelsea It's less points Than when they blew Toward last year With us I think we what, we were about Seven points behind them At this stage Heading into the, the the last run of games, remember we, we I think before four games to go, said Jesus, we still need results to go our way. There's no way we could possibly do it. Maybe we'll scrape fourth, but that would be the best we can hope for. Here we end up finishing fourth. Like yeah, this this is this is a big. That, tonight was a big result for Chelsea because the, there's got to be questions on Tuchel if they finish shite again this season. No, they won't because because Vlad's too busy trying to start a peace process deal over in uh, the Ukraine, right? So, but like it, 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 with 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 a Bramwich gone, the, the pressure goes off Tuchel. But you look at it, you wonder. If could they miss out on top four, and the only reason I'm asking outside of, um sport, it's going back to Shaunie's point, the, the the lack of consistency again by the three that are behind them, right, between United, Arsenal, and Spurs, is the only thing that probably gets Chelsea into the top four from where they are at this moment in time.
3: Well, they're five ahead with a game in hand, and the other side, so they're fine, they're fine. But
0: be uh, what uh, a so surprising result then. Chelsea are
3: five ahead to the other two with a game in hand.
2: They blew up completely. Like They, mm. they lost last year in the last yeah. day and got yeah. top yeah. four. Mm-hmm. And like, going back to... like we Because we'll Leicester
3: lost we, the sport. If Leicester had oh, won, the Chelsea were gone.
2: Yeah. It, this sounds ridiculous, right? But I actually yeah. think... Now, don't get me wrong. Th- this does sound ridiculous. <laughs> but I think... In hindsight, and I even said at the time, I remember saying it to Keith winning that Champions League the way they did killed Tuchel Yeah. Because it, it literally meant that the system that he probably hoped to implement the following season with Chelsea, which was probably a little bit more expansive, a little bit more attacking, he wasn't going to abandon the system that won on the Champions League. He didn't, he never played three at the back at PSG. Yeah. Or Dortmund. He never He's never had this sort of pragmatic approach and it probably stands to him because I, I do think he's a good coach. I do, I genuinely do. Um, I think he handles himself well in the media. But I think he kind of got hamstrung a little bit by his own success because I'd imagine if he had a choice and Chelsea didn't win the Champions League la- last year, his approach to this season may have been a little bit different and he may have been a bit more expansive and creative. And who knows? They probably would have been further up the table, but poor recruitment killed them really because not one of those signings worked out. Um, Saul was funny. a bag of and oh, Lukaku was basically <laughs> a Lecaccio, like, United South, which yeah. was a shock to me. So I think he's probably a little bit, and at the end, he's probably he's blessed now that Chelsea are in yeah. some more oil because another season. The other fella would have pulled the trigger on the Naraboto without hesitation. Yeah.
0: But you can see it in previous performances. He is trying to move away from the the back seven or whatever he's been playing, and he's gone with a flat back four. And they've looked so vulnerable because they're just not used to playing in a four. You know, their players, the the protection that they're getting from having three centre backs, centre back playing as a wing back, two hold the midfielders, possibly three if you'd look at Kovacic and that sort of more destructive role as well and you know they they move away from that and and they get found out now I think it's interesting that they are not starting to wobble because they did have a couple of big results then um, in the last few weeks as well but it it will be interesting if they do fall apart or fall away from that, that third place because they've been nestled in there all season and they're starting to go at the wrong time and as you said Phil last season it's the same sort of thing do you know what I mean? That they're, they're, they're dipping when you don't want to dip. We're going to move on to Liverpool in a while who are, look to be getting back on their the their saddle, back in the saddle at the right time. But Chelsea look like they're, they're sort of starting to wobble a bit. But Arsenal, to get that win, it's a good, good win for them because Davo will come to you on it. You know, when we were looking at the, this race for the top four, Arsenal had all these games, but it was all, well, they've Liverpool, they've Spurs, they've Chelsea, so we can put a line through them. Um, I think Chelsea and Liverpool were away games and you didn't expect them. they after a batter in Chelsea tonight. I not only like 4-2. It's pretty comprehensive.
3: Yeah, well, listen, I was on, uh, the last one I was on there, I think it was Monday last week, and I thought Spurs are kind of nailed on for it with the five games that they had. If you took out Arsenal and ourselves, they five really, really winnable games and then Spurs they it. Spurs do They rocked up a half-twelve for absolutely dog shit and last 1-0 <laughs> home to Brighton. And that's kind of flipped on its head because Arsenal were the ones with their three defeats in a row. We know Arsenal lost later on on Saturday, but they'd lost two games in the league before that. that they were getting dog's abuse off everyone. United you know, were kind of the ones, the third favourites of the three, if you want, for that fourth. So it's kind of about that flipping on its head. Now, Arsenal after the like, Sporzer after having a really poor defeat, um, they still have to play Arsenal. They still have to play us, and Arsenal after going with the Chelsea and getting a, a huge win in the in the in the race for the top four. And it's that one's right. Really, you can see it now. It's really going. To, is that the second last game of the season for them too? It's probably going. To, it's probably going to come down to that. Can I just
1: say they've conceded eleven goals in their last three home games? Chelsea. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You Real don't
1: Madrid. That. Real Madrid conceded three to Madrid. Fourth to Brentford. Now fourth to Arsenal.
0: Yeah, and that that's the fear factor, I think, when you see results like that, it does sort of come out of Chelsea, you know, because they're such a stubborn defensive team. Mm. And then you see that their their vulnerabilities are starting to come to the fore. But, you know, you've got, Phil, you've got Arsenal, you've got Spurs, you've got Manchester United. The, I think the last time I was on with you, we were poo-pooing the likes of Wolves and West Ham and the likes. You know, that we're sort of in there and... um. They they have fallen away. They've fallen away now. he said it there. The standard in this league is terrible. How do you see this this top four playing out now? What do you, like we obviously we can take a Liverpool City park them aside. Chelsea dragged back into it for you, or what's what's happening them?
1: I, I just don't see the consistency in the other three to for it to, to turn into a race for two spots. Right. It's it's a race for fourth, and it's amongst Spores Chelsea and United and Arsenal for that last spot. Chelsea get over the line purely on the basis. But I say that, but then you look at Chelsea's next three fixtures in the league, and they have West Ham United and Everton. Now, all joking aside, Everton are shite, right? So but like we we've probably feared everything more, mainly because there's a mental thing there and we have to go and, and we can't afford to drop any points, right? But you look at that, that 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 West Ham and the United game. If West Ham have any harbour any outside hopes of making the top four, they need to get a result against Chelsea. If United have any harbour any hopes of making the top four, they have to get a result against Chelsea. Before you'd say not Chelsea are gonna walk home with this. But now looking at it, there those games are up for grabs. Those games are, are, are really up for grabs that were that weren't up for grabs before. And if that happens if they don't pick up at least four points from those two games, that's when the wobble starts. That's when the mental stuff starts. Where suddenly, where you were five points, you're only suddenly two points ahead of the two teams that are chasing fortune. You know what I mean? And that's where the pressure comes on teams. And I don't know. I don't think they. I don't think they do well under pressure. I think like if you go back to at one point it was ourselves damage and and City going for the league. right? And as soon as they became the the favourites to 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 take the lead and move ahead, they fell apart. They fell apart until they fell back to the second and to, the second, and then toured in the league, and then so they were able to chase it.
2: Everything was going to blame Reese James when they yeah. were up top of the league. That was mm. never gonna last. Mm. Never going to last. Like i everyone going on saying, like everyone clamours. It's like everyone was clamouring to say uh, Mendy was a better goalkeeper than uh, than Allison, and Wouter yeah. was a better centre half than Van Dijk's best centre half in the world. Like that, he's playing in the. Playing the back five, Reece James Shames a better right back than Trent. He's playing the back five. He's like those lads would can be completely exposed in their system. Like real to that. whoever pays him the money, and they're getting done up like a kipper. Honestly
3: we've we've been banging that through over a while, Sean. He plays in the three, put him in a yeah. two, and then happened yeah. a couple no, of weeks bit. ago and Brentford ripped him asunder.
2: All over the place. All over and Asper uh is as decent, but Christensen out the gap. Like Chelsea have a lot of work on in the summer because mm, yeah. a lot of the players are leaving on frees, and the they need players that are there. Now it's all well and good bringing in the likes of Man and Conor <laughs> Gallagher, but they, they're not going to challenge. They 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 won't. They're not going to be. I can't see them now after the summer, no matter what happens in the summer, what they can do to push Liverpool and City on, especially when it looks like City are going to buy Haaland and. You'd expect Liverpool to do something clever in the window because that's what we seem to do. We are like looking at that Carvalho, Youngfoot already. He seems like he's just going to go straight in and be another one of them. To be honest with you, I know it's coming up in the Championship, but like I don't know where Chelsea go. Really, like another year in an FA Cup wouldn't be enough for them. And I'd back us to beat them to be honest with you because mm. I do think that they are looking shaky and there's a lot of. There's a lot of players there just waiting to do it in like your Jorginho's yeah Rüdiger's you have Christensen who looks like he's going to Barca Rüdiger's being shopped around all over the place Jorginho they tried to get rid of him in the in the summer even after that because I thought his, his stock was high so
3: I don't I look at know. you what the, the, the look at the, there's a question there about Ramsdale a few minutes ago and the two keepers on show tonight. I was half watching it, it so I didn't go into like big detail. I was half watching it, and the two of them it was cat amongst the pigeons stuff, they were causing fucking ructions in their own box, yeah. and I make sure make sure you realize fucking how lucky you are to have Alison. like Ramsdale, one of the one of the uh, goals got deflected. I didn't really look at it in detail, kind of on a stance or whatever that question said, but like he never impressed me. He never impressed me at Barmouth. He never impressed me at Sheffield United. I and mean, when you're playing for them teams, like, you really should have a very, very high percentage, right? Or you should be standing out in games because you're getting fucking peppered. The best keeper
2: but, Arsenal have had, I mean, had since.
1: He's never David's fucking
3: Will it. Exactly. I And like, yeah, Amendy Mendy tonight, like. Wouldn't say he was a foul for any goals, but he just he do, he doesn't feel doesn't feel you with confidence. He's going right. to have to knock, and not in I think the last few months.
2: Like, so, yeah, man, Leno is cool. a Leno is a copy and paste mini Like, there's loads mm. of them all over the league. Like they pay good money for him as well. And Ramsdale, he he makes a big save away at Leicester, and there's a big.
3: Yeah, but that save, Shani. If he, if he doesn't make that save where the ball goes in, you you'd look at it and go, Keep it. why, why do you like, say
0: that? Yeah. He, know, that's, he makes that's the, the save things.
3: with that's, two yards away in the post.
0: He
2: makes the he makes the simple things look really extra extraordinary. Yeah. Exactly, he exactly. Gets the, big, the, the complete opposite game. to Allison.
1: Harry Ramsden's fucking shite, lads. I said it about three weeks really? ago, right? And I said this uh, before the Liverpool match against Arsenal. I said, we don't need to worry about... Harry Ramsden will do something fucking donkey brains. And he did. And we and, and he did, does it over and over again. He gets beat... I think in both their games, he gets beaten. At the Lear Lear, post. Lear post. Yeah, post. Yeah, he's garbage. He's absolute garbage. And the English lads get really upset when you say that. It's like when the Jordan Pickford appeared. Like, they got really pissed off that he was... Anyone saying that he's garbage as well. you you saw these lads from Sunderland. And we did it with Mignolet. you saw these lads from Sunderland... Who get four thousand shots at them, and they have these incredible shot save statistics? Of course they will, but the law of averages. they The professional goalkeepers they're going to save loads of shots if you ha- if you give away loads of shots. Look at the top shot save percentages in in, in the league at the moment. It's your man Messi or Messier or, or whatever his Messi, name yeah. is bleeding out his leads. He's gar- yeah. he's absolute poison, right? And they're trying to make out that he's a great shot stopper. He's not. He just faces a thousand more loads shots. than Yeah, yeah than, than and when
0: you're can. playing down there. the gold you can see there and scrutinise because you're just under constant pressure and you know he 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 continued for but he made two saves it
1: sits there Keith your defence sits there right you're just there and the defence sits there and that's all you're basically dealing with shots once you go into those top five six clubs uh, the difference is that you spend so much of your time doing nothing right you spend so much of your time and there's a bigger gap between you and the back four which means that you have to be so good on one-on-ones and so good on set pieces but something t-
2: today like, like you're saying that Phil mm-hmm. like all basically from from Liverpool down the goals conceded amongst the teams like it's all really high but then you get the Wolves and I actually think that your man is a genuine goalkeeper uh,
1: mm-hmm. your
2: man Jose yeah, Sa has yeah, been yes. a very good signer and it's not It's not a case of him facing 60 shots a game and letting loads in. He makes big saves and I think that's a big... They've only conceded 28 goals this season, Mm -hmm. which is something else basically for a team that's wandering in it. I think they just miss goal scorers at times. and It's worried about coin of everyone. They were on the outside of the the periphery Mm -hmm. of a top four, but that's a real... He's a really good keeper. A really good keeper, Jose. And he'd be an upgrade I'd say he'd probably even an upgrade on Mendy, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's the thing, like you, they get suckered in with these English keepers. Like he's fucking shit. Like Jack Butlin played in the weekend at Palace and I was laughing. Everyone was throwing yeah. around. He was he was being touted around as the one to, to fill out Joe Hart. Like at least Joe Hart had a good season where he won points for City and won them a league. Yeah.
1: But they're you all clowns. I mean? they're all clones of the bad Joe Hart part. Right. So that's Ramsdale basically stands with his, like, his stance is terrible, right? And he has no spring off his legs. It reminds me so much. Remember Mignolet's minus dive? Where you can say, How yeah. is he how has he not got across the goal? Like he's taking this huge dive and it just goes and flops like a fish, right? And he does it, Pickford does it, Hart did it. Do you remember the way um Suarez used to take free kicks from sixty yards against Hart and just pour it into the bottom corner? And he he never seemed to be able to get near it. So like for me, look listen. There's a long line now, production line of these really shit English keepers that the media like to hype up in England, and long may it continue as far as I'm concerned because we're not signing an English keeper this side of, of 2020, 22, 23, twenty two twenty three I'd say. So and I'm talk about the, the year two thousand two hundred twenty three as opposed to, the twenty two twenty three season. And yeah. um, look, you look at Cleave and He's, I would say he walks into anyone. Outside I I I think he's an upgrade on Mendy. I think he's an up. I honestly do think he's an upgrade on Mendy. I think he'd being be in
2: Canada. Would he be England's number one?
1: <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. He's better, better with his feet than all the English goalkeepers. He is so much calmer in presence than the rest of them. And look at the games he's played for us. He never gets flustered. And the one thing I like about him, the one thing that's really important for a top-end goalkeeper is when he makes a mistake it never seems to affect him mentally. He doesn't go into his shell. He just continues to play the game. And if that's the one thing that he learned from Allison, then it's one of the biggest traits that he's going to have. If I'm Spores now, I'm coming into Liverpool and I'm offering 20 million for Callagher. Honest to God, and I'd, I'd get rid of your man, the French lad who's, who's mad in the He's head. brutal. Yeah.
0: He's one. Mm. He's one. He's another keeper who gets, you know, Spurs fans love Hugo Lloris because uh, he makes a great save every game. Mm. And they ignore the howler in every game, every single game. You got makes a lead in pig's ear or something. And you know, these keepers,
2: I'd say Larisse be a good keeper if he had his life to get her off the pitch. He seems to be a bit of a matting.
0: I obviously that's it, like, and and you know, did they, they say keepers? Phil, you sent me a clip on Twitter earlier of Rene Aguita. You know, goalkeepers, as we all know, are all a bit a bit mental, but. I don't know what it is with Lloris, he always does look like he's, I don't know, like he. he's not at oh, the level of there,
2: Shane there in the top right really looks like he's going to pull someone through the screen. Mm, <laughs> was, yeah.
0: He's yeah. getting really annoyed, I think he's
1: getting really annoyed by this uh, Mendy love, he doesn't understand it. No, getting very no, frustrated.
2: no,
3: no, no, I don't <laughs> mind, I, 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 I don't mind. That look at Lloris, is just... A, we find him. A, he's a real flapper. Everything he, he never, he never, he never looks comfortable. He never, never looks like he's going to hang on to a shot. It's always he's trying to get it. He's he's trying to get it away. I, I hey, goalkeepers to save shots with like fists, as in like they'll dive, with clenched fists. Yeah, just asking for trouble. There was a goal he conceded earlier on in the season, and he made about three mistakes for the one goal. I think a ball came in, he flapped the cross away, a shot came in, he tried to flap the shot away, and I think someone's routed into the net. And it was like a couple of mistakes in one goal. It was fucking horrendous. Now listen, he's Sports fans will tell you he's he's picked up a little bit uh recently. He was good in the first half against Villa, but I seen that Villa game, and with the exception of the four save, uh, which was very, very good, the rest of them are all extremely comfortable. And like we were saying about Ramsdale earlier, if they if any of them shots go in, you're fucking blaming them. Do you know what kind of way you're certainly asking a question, going. Cardiff girl always used to say, "Goal goes in, something doesn't look right there. Why didn't the keeper keep that out? Like a mini like fucking reverse dive, and the ball is going in three, four from the post." So listen, he's picked up a little bit. Sports fans will tell you recently, but no, he's he's not he's he's nowhere near the top top keepers. That's he's ten- the one that always yeah.
0: seems to spill it into the danger zone, doesn't he? Yeah. Like the shot comes and yeah. it never goes away from goal. It's always put back, back in. into the danger zone. Not green. Yeah. Rob yeah, Green was yeah, a great yeah. man
1: for that. He'd love to get,
0: <laughs> love to knock
1: it back into the danger. The goalkeeper,
3: the midweek fix goalkeeper's edition. Yeah.
1: He loves, he, he, Rob Green loved a double save. No need for a single save and a double oh, save yeah, looks yeah. better on television. But I'll say one thing, right, and, and, and it brings us back around to the match last night, right? Because um, I just want to respect uh, Alison's Cruyff tour early in the game. That's fucking outrageous, right? But you look at it, right? Best goalkeeper in the league is Alison. After that, it's Edison, right? After that, it's a throw like the Gaya would have been clearly head and shoulders above everybody else. But my God, the regression in his game is frightening. And going back to the goals last night, right? If you go back maybe five years to the Gaia when we weren't great and he was in goal, he used to save all those shots that that Salah when when running through last night. They were the ones he saved. He also pulled off miracle saves from the Louis, like the equivalent of the Lewis Diaz shot. I remember watching the guy in one of the games where we were taking shots all over the place. Maybe it was when Suarez was there, and his legs were going everywhere. He was like Black at the moment. You know why old Black is known as the octopus, and his, his legs and his arms go everywhere and just stop shots. The guy used to be as good as that. He and made now one he's... from
2: Coutinho in the nil all one night. It was a night yeah. game. It was a nil all, and he made one for Coutinho. Just shot him one our way. It was one of the best saves ever seen. Yeah. Oh, for Matip
3: with, Matip with his feet he'd not need yeah. to save as well in an early yeah, like, kick-off before nil all as
2: well I think is just tired yeah yeah, it it that's, interesting. What, like, because I, I, that's what it is and like I'm not going to come on here and lift him out because to be honest with you in the past 10 years he's one of the best goalkeepers I've seen mm. like he was United's player of the year about five years in round that says, just it says a lot it, more man. it says a lot yeah. more about United than it does about him but um, he when he was on top of his game, he was he was absolutely brilliant. And saying that, as good as he was, I don't think he's as good as Alison. No, nope. I don't think he's as clutch
0: as Alison. The beauty never... of Alison is, sorry Phil, the beauty of Alison and you touched on it earlier is you can do nothing for eighty nine minutes, and the concentration is there. You know the Napoli uh, save in the Champions League a few years ago, and he pulls one out of the top in. Um, the, the top corner and sets us on our way you know he does that and the Gea uh, I think the Gea was a great keeper and failure you used to have to be leading real accurate to get a sniff to get near the goal but he was just a better version of the Mignolais and the he became sorry a better version of the Mignolais and the Melies and all these because he's getting fucking bombarded with shots constantly mm. constantly getting peppered now with shots and after a while as you said, Phil, the fans are standing right in front of you. Just yeah, bringing pressure on, and after a while, that must just be soul destroying for him because the, the fella that played last night wasn't the same keeper that played, you know, three, four years ago. It's it's a fucking a shadow of former self.
1: Used to terrify me. Going to play, going yeah. to play when the game wasn't going. He was a terrifying He'd go Like, these lads need to basically put the shots into the top corners to mm. score against this, right? Because the only, only option to say, well, maybe on a corner, because he doesn't like coming off his line in terms of dealing with it, right? That was the only the only weakness he had. Now it's just, you can pick so many holes. And yeah, Sean, I'm not going. My, my point was outside of the game, if you have Alison Edison and then the game being the tour, which I, I completely believe. The Jose Sa maybe I haven't seen enough of him, so I'm not going to say he is right. But after that, I think Kevin Kelleher is as good, if not better, than every other goalkeeper in the league at that point. Mm. But every other one is some form of camera saving spanner, right? Like a start Schmeichel loves to do a camera save, doesn't like to do the basic things, right? And he can say the same for absolutely every goalkeeper after that, right? In terms of there, I can't think of one, like, th- there's not one, there's not one, and, and that's why, like, I'll joke on the side for me. Kelleher, if it's great that we can hang on to him, but at some stage, he, the fella has uh, should be a top four goalkeeper and, and will be a top four goalkeeper. He gets a chance. And the other fella, what's the um, Baz Lorman, the goalkeeper, the other fella
2: Bizarre, that we have,
1: that, yeah, at uh, Bazanu, uh, yeah. who's out on loan from City at the moment. Like, he's he he looks a better goalkeeper for us in in terms of the Ireland team than Zach Steffen does in for the for City's reserve team. So, mm. like, if you think about it, like. We've got potentially two lads who are definitely Premier League level goalkeepers from a Norris perspective. It's great to see that battling out, and hopefully the two of them go on to have great careers. But um, I'm, delo- I'm delighted. To Mark, have
3: that. Mark Travers is probably going to get Barnet's Player of the Year as well mm-hmm. by, by no, all accounts in, well, yeah. uh, in, a, in a promotion season. I think he's had, he might have had the most clean sheets in the the championship. Yeah, I'm not good. sure. Uh, now Fulham have been bashing everyone uh, in front of them, but scoring a lot of goals. But he's he, Travers has had a brilliant season.
2: Just getting off goalkeeper was last. Just you, see, you need to. <laughs> yeah, I know, just you it. Yeah,
3: big point. be here
2: Or just because he, he might I know it's offside, but he do, he makes a double save last night, Alison. And I I've never seen a goalkeeper better than him. Not at Liverpool, anyway. But in the game, because I got back to it, like Czech was really good at Chelsea. Um, Seaman, I was probably a little bit young. Van der Sar was decent, but. I don't, I can't remember a goalkeeper controlling parts of games. I don't, I, he's done that for us. Champions League final, last 10 minutes, he controls the game. He just, he's mad because sometimes his his kicking can be off sometimes and he puts us under pressure, like the first half against City last week. But uh, honest to God, he's, he's, he's ridiculous. It doesn't get talked about enough.
0: More successful passes than the man, you know, in midfield <clears throat> last night.
2: <clears throat> Makes makes
3: makes everything look like you're, you're saying about Ramsdale. He makes the the easy stuff look difficult. Alisson makes the base difficult stuff look incredibly easy. I don't think I, I I can't remember anyway a goalkeeper who moves his feet uh, on shots. He's he's uh, fast and quicker than Allison. He he yeah. does he takes shots into his middle. We've said it before that the majority of our keepers have to spring off that foot and get down left or right, he shuffles across, takes it in the midriff because his footwork is so good uh, and one on one I'd love to I actually don't sit and watch him enough to see. he just keeps himself big and makes the centre forward make up his mind and like, that's, <laughs> but- that's easier said than done
1: so, to take that point on, like for me, and I've said it on this, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, and Sean, I'll, I'll come back to it at the end of the season. I'm not going to use it now. I'm not going to use my told you so moment at this stage because I'm hoping you've got like four trophies in the back and then I can say it at home. So. But the, for, for me, with Alisson, it goes back to, and it's going to be sort of more people who look at the technical side of the game. He, I was always wondering what's the next progression from Manuel Neuer as the best goalkeeper in the world, right? You have people who flash in terms of good seasons and stuff like that, but who's consistently the best goalkeeper in the world? And that's why Alisson is there for me. And his game is the next progression of the sweeper-keeper, right? So he does the stuff that Nero was, this is amazing. What the he? is he, he's out, look where he is, he's out on the halfway line and he's doing this and he cleans up behind. What, what Nero was really good at was not making these massive, incredible camera saves, right? He was just good at being in the right place at the right time. What Alisson has done is he's done that. He's also added the ability to make the absolutely Unbelievable! Not just the incredible save, but the the out of this world save into the game at crucial moments, at the key moments in games, more so than I've ever seen a goalkeeper do for our team, ever, ever, and possibly for any other team. I can't think of a goalkeeper in the biggest moments always comes up with a monster save, probably since Schmeichel. And I'm talking th- about Casper. I'm talking about Peter Schmeichel. That's how it's, it's like. It's like he's a blend of the of the the last three evolutions of the goalkeeper, right? And that's where, to me, that's where I think Allison stands head and shoulders above all the other goalkeepers that are out there at this moment in time. And, like, I'm fucking delighted we spent all the money we had in them. And I'm fucking delighted that Chelsea spent more money on Kepa, so that you never had to go around with the tag of the most expensive goalkeeper in the world for more than two weeks. Right? <laughs> and, and honestly, right, I just remember, I do remember David Seaman, right? And I do remember that unflappable style of goalkeeping was so alien to what was going on around him at the moment, but that's why he was... For me, he was the, he was the best at the time. And then then um, Buffon comes along and he's a kid at the same time, Seaman sort of coming into the peak of his career. And it's always the ones who have that calmness in their game, that are, that always manage the longevity in their game. Casillas doesn't get talked about well, but he had that calmness. He has this inner calmness in the way he plays. And that's why the longer we keep Allison, the more likely we'll always be challenged for trophies, even if Klopp goes. Because if you have the Best or one of the top five goalkeepers in the world, you will always have a chance of winning something in the league. And that to me is is is, is probably the funniest thing. And also the fact he can do cross turns when he just feels like it in front of the centre forwards and not give a bollocks. It's 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 phenomenal. Phenomenal stuff. And like that, that moment alone, we may as well talk about last night. Fuck this talk about other teams. May as well, that moment alone just sets it sets a tone for for what was to come It was a slap in the face To United The serves them right Stick that for your 20 years Of annoying the bejesus army Right And then they play A load of traffic counts You know there were a bunch Of traffic counts last night You should have went out In an orange and white striped jersey Because that's what they look like Absolute right.
0: Gok. Give me one minute And we'll get on to oh, sorry, sorry sorry right. sorry right. just, Now just, no. Very quickly Right Sponsor of the show IP Vanish If you're into your um, VPNs and things like that So Um I'm not reading this off Ant, and trust me i'm just good at this did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy so that's right without added security you might as well give away all your private data to hackers um because your isp and a pro noise uh ip vanish vpn makes it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet ip vanish helps you safely browse on the internet by encrypting 100 of your data this means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. Um, you can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media at home or in public. Don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. Uh, IP Vanish offers an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for air listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today. And the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. 4.6. 4.6 Four point six out of five, that's very good. I like that. Go to o com forward slash daytrippers for your exclusive offer. Link is also in the show description. So Tell
2: them Pete Center. <laughs>
0: yeah, say, say the Baldy fellow of the Trippers gave a great speech on it. But we just had to get that in because they are our sponsor on this and and the good stuff. You know, VPNs, it's uh, you know, it's all all the the way forward now at the moment. You know what I mean? We wouldn't have known what they were a few years ago, but now they're all, all all over the place. Enough of that. Phil, last night Liverpool played Manchester United. What were you expecting before the game?
1: Not much because i I you know I'm I'm essentially just I've got look I won't lie to you. I'm now in my mid 40s, right? So it's like I've, I've 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 gone full old arse dad, right? So it's brilliant. So social media now, now just baffles me, which is fantastic. I was up to date up about two years ago gone now. So before the game um from what I could make out, I was just going kind of like it'd be amazing if we don't win this game, but these games can be mad, but like this United team is one of the worst teams I've ever seen in my life. That's a United team. Like that was before the game, right? And I was saying kind of going, unless something bananas happens we're going to we'll win this game. I'm actually more worried about the Everton game and I was more worried about the Everton game than I am about this game and it has nothing to do with the quality of things. I just think they're going to go out and go and just do a fucking Duncan, Fer- try to do a Duncan Ferguson on, on us at, at the weekend and hatch as many players as they possibly can because they're a team that, that takes their fans' side to heart and they're just bitter as bejesus. But yeah, like I, I, wasn't, I wasn't expecting what happened? I was expecting us to win. I thought it'd be a bit more edgy because just because of what what's on the line. but My Jesus! From the start of the game, it was just, it, w- it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. It was like they took the under 12s Man United team against the full Liverpool side, and that's how Liverpool handled them. And I said that myself and Sean had this chat maybe two years ago. And we were struggling to beat United under Klopp. And I said, Shani, he just needs... Klopp really just needs to put the whole United thing away and treat them for the shite team that they are. And since we started doing that, we've just batted them. Nine goals against them this year. It's ridiculous. And 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 that's because we're that much better than them. And stick it up them. And keep sticking it up them because they're devastated today. And I'm so delighted. I'm so delighted. And also, there's been a lot of calling out going on in terms of what the shite that went on from their fans last night, right? It's about time. But the media still are saying nothing about it, right? And it's it's, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy that you hear this small minority. It's not a fucking small minority. I'm sick of saying this. It's, it's in the, in, in teams. It's in crowds. And if they want to have, if, if you want to throw out the bad stuff, you're going to have you should expect the bad stuff to come back at you. And I'm, all I'm saying to you is that's the way it's going to end up. And, and it's not the way people want it to be, but that's what's going to happen. I'll just fucking stick it to them. I'm sick. I'm, I'm absolutely delighted. Long may I continue. We, ha- we suffered watching that shite with Ferguson for donkeys, right? The longer this goes on, the longer we keep stuffing, the happier I'm going to be. And I hope to get relegated, stick them down the, the, Championship 4 and let FC of Manchester, whatever they're bleeding called, come up into the championship or something. I
0: fucking hate them, stick it up their arses. Love it, Phil. That was better than <laughs> me attempting to read out the sponsor bit. Um, <laughs> the reason I came to you Force Phil, is well, you're the oldest here. You've admitted you're in your mid 40s, but you'd remember back then to the United you know, team of the 1980s when, you know, you're talking they'd they'd been 26 years i think without winning the league up till then and they were always you know like very like liverpool people probably younger wouldn't remember that it was just like liverpool next year was always going to be that year they're always on the way back but that team was full of shit like remy moses and arthur albiston and all these Mm -hmm. characters ashley grimes and you know like good good pros, good good lads um but there was no quality in them. And that to me last night was the worst Manchester United team we've seen since those days in the 80s when that's what I was expecting going into it. What we were served up that actually was even worse because there was just nothing about them. They'd no fight. They, they, it was toothless.
1: Is that, that to me? Oh, I listen. Yeah, go,
3: ahead. Go, ahead. go ahead.
1: No, they're, look, they're, you know, this has been festering within them for donkeys, right? Donkeys. And, you know, it's since Ferguson left, since the whole thing collapsed, it's, it's like the fall of the Roman Empire. I, I, I can't believe how quickly it's collapsed, right? And they've lumped more money in it. Think about it like this. They've spent more money than anyone bar City to have what they had served up on the pitch. It's because they have no plan, they have no strategy, and they have no vision. They keep throwing; they're, they're doing the, the equivalent of throwing as much shit as a fan and seeing how much of it can smell around the gaff. Like it's just, it's just brutal, right? And they're talking about having protests now against the owners. Why? What are they? What are they going to? What What does that prove? The owners have lashed billions at this team. The owners have let them spend as much money as they want and sign whoever they want. Yet they're going to blame the owners for because it, somehow it's the owners' fault because Old Trafford's in bits.
0: Yeah.
1: It's just so churlish in terms of us. Even in the in, in the in the eighties, they, they still managed to get themselves into contention, right? And 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 genuine contention because I remember there, there was one or two seasons prior to the nineties coming around that they were in the running for when Ron Atkinson was manager. They were it's they were like challenging the league and that. Yeah, yeah. Um. Look at the end of the day. I'm delo- listen. That team hates each other. You can just you can see it running through. There is no team. There's no team in that. Pogba hates being there, right? Ronaldo wasn't playing last night because of the tragedy he has. But in the games prior to that, right, you can see there's no team. there's no unity in that club whatsoever and unless they fundamentally rip the structure apart and rebuild it in the same way we had to start back in 2010 it's going to take them an awful long time to get back to the competitive level the only advantage they have is that they have they can lash as much money as they want at it, despite them hating their owners right? they, they can lash as much money because they make genuinely commercially lots of money but that will start to reduce and it will start to reduce unless the results start to have them start winning again because ultimately as as Kids come along, they're the they're the payers, they're the spenders, they're the ones who get pull on the on the parents' wallets and get the money out of the, out of the thing. And you see it, look at the kids that are knocking around, City fans, Chelsea fans. You've never seen as many City and Chelsea fans in, in, in their life, but that's what's there because they're the winning teams.
0: Yeah, it's very true. Shawnee, last night, Manchester United rocked up to Anfield. Um, we all expected Liverpool to win, maybe not as comfortably as they did. But that was a performance. Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah,
2: that's fair, that's fair. But well, I I'm not that- even being I told you so, I did because, again, similar to what Phil said, like, if you show up and apply ourselves, and I know, your man Hannibal come on and start throwing his weight around, if they had two or three more players than that, they would have made it a more difficult game from the off, but they're just gutless. And on top of being gutless, they've no ability. They've zero ability. They, they hang their hat on your man Bruno, but honest to God, I fucking I wouldn't let him lead me into a dark room. He's absolutely useless. He's yeah. useless. And he, he just, they've no fight in them. Very similar to everything. Like everything I blessed that Burnley are just a shite. They're not fighting for the manager, they're not fighting for the badge. And it was all basically, it was compounded by what Bruno said in the post match. He said, We've nothing to play for. Well, yeah. how about the fucking 2,000 fans that travelled up the N6 to watch the game? You're fighting oh, yes. for them every week you should be. So that's how I touch. They don't give a shit. It's the PR exercise. It's the apologies. It's this, that and the other. <laughs> United are in complete disarray and everyone's blaming each other. And then you have egg players in the media who are basically saying some stuff like, oh, it's the Glazers, it's this and the that. Look, the Glazers are spending money. There's nothing they can do. I think two scouts walked out today. Is that right? Yeah, the... For
3: Yeah, yeah, but it was kind of being billed as starting starting as yeah, the change and stuff that. like that. But ne- nine,
2: first, you seen that ne- fucking bluffer on the bench, Darren Fletcher.
3: Yeah, well Neville said that I think someone fucking must have tagged him in the tweet about Jaman leaving one of the scouts and he said, Well, look at this fella's been marginalized for years, so I'm not okay. sure what's happening today yeah. is really gonna change which
2: you had, you had, I like Ragnick. I genuinely do. And he might not be a good manager, but I do believe he knows how to run football clubs because you only have to look at the success of Red Bull. And it's yeah. built on his philosophy. And it is the truth. He made a good point the other day saying five or six of those players at Liverpool, I know them. I brought them through. I, I know them. But he basically turned around last night and said, I'm playing one game a week. My squad is falling apart. He's basically calling out the physios. He, he turned around a few weeks ago and he basically said, I don't know what Darren Fletcher does. They are a shambling wreck. There was zero chance of them getting anything off us last night because what we've seen in the first half against City and even the second half is now, the the evolution of this club team is we can now turn it on and off like a tap. And I do genuinely believe that. I've seen us control games now where we just go 2 nil up, 3 nil up and we're kind of going, all right, we 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 ran here. It's forty six to ninety minutes against. We're actually ran. Yeah. <laughs> we paraphrase him there, no, it's I, I didn't. Um, I had I had no qualms. I I do believe if he wanted the last night we could have beaten them. I I think yeah. there was a uh, basically just going into uh, into uh, the toilet and all people start pointing. <coughs> oh, they're causing Liverpool problems now. We had seventy five percent possession. They, they weren't really doing that. There was, the, the, Sancho beats one or two players, but they are absolutely shy. They are worse than I can remember ever remember us being against them. Yeah, we always at least fought. Even on the Hudson, we fought. We we'd players getting sent off, a stupid stuff. You Shelby diving in doing stupid stuff, but they fought. And we were shy
1: though one. Do you remember when Kenny was in charge? We went there and we got turned over and they should have destroyed us that day. And it was just, it was horrible to watch. I I, I can remember really bad Liverpool teams against them. But Dan, I can remember.
2: But we always nicked one, Phil. Like yeah, I yeah. would literally, if you turn around tell me now, <coughs> Liverpool's next six games, last six games, it's going to be United, Bo home and away. I take it. Because yeah. they're spoilers. They have no plan. And as soon as he went five at the back last night, they never, they haven't tried that under him. Phil Jones, honestly, Phil Jones is in palliative care today. <laughs> Poor fella couldn't breathe after 20 minutes last night. Like, they're, a, they're an absolute, they're a, they're a shambles. And uh, one class over it, the fans shout themselves up for what they are as well. A bunch mm. of fucking scruffs, like that noisy neighbours, scruffy animals. You can talk about this, that and the other, and uh, tribalism but after what happened with Ronaldo and the reception at the Amphit, you would have thought that there would have been some sort of mechanism going, all right, lads, maybe not tonight. Yeah. Maybe on the bus home amongst ourselves, but to start singing it in the middle of the fucking stadium.
0: And it recording it.
2: They're miles off us, by the way. And same against Sunday. They'll be miles off us. You know, it's two windows, three windows, four windows. I don't even know whether any amount of windows can save them. They need a club. They need a once in a generation coach because that that they're far more rotten than Liverpool. were. and the thing is, the big wigs at the top just see the Meola, and it's always going to come in because the last thing I'll say in it is they were up, down bleeding, glazers out, and did all brand new United replica jerseys with Ronaldo on the back of them. So, yeah. that's
1: what. Yeah, they They're a bunch. The biggest bunch of muppets in the Premier League, and they're, they're let let them continue on. as far as, as I said to you, if they got relegated tomorrow, I remember people saying, "Oh, you know, it's it's no." I'd love to see everything you know it got. I get more pleasure in seeing them going down than ever beating them because it just it just adds to the, the 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 heartache that the founders have to feel. Like and and, and you know, it have suffered relegation, suffered in the seventies, so it's 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 not that far away.
0: Davo, Manchester United, who are you tomorrow. As the, the new Ranić, the consultant to fix everything that's wrong at that club. What are you doing? What's the first thing you're doing?
3: I'm probably handing me P45 <laughs> in after <laughs> a half an hour, to be honest.
0: Transfer. Listen,
3: like, he's fucking... Sean, right as in, like, why are you doing with Red Bull and all that? But, like... Some black spot missing there, he should have ran him away from that. He should have told them, get fucked. You're bringing me yeah. into this shit show for six months to fucking leave my arse hanging out the window and me looking like a tick fucking. So he should he should have ran him away because his reputation's getting absolutely battered at the minute. Now, now he's not a manager, so he'll yeah. go back in. I, I can't see him staying United and being this consultant that they're, they're oh. talking about. But I was on to be mate last night who follows them like uh living in the States and he was just he says oh he says what do you think of ten hag and he just goes look, it's a bit of a shot in the dark isn't it really he just yeah. goes oh he says whoever he says oh he probably would have went potch but he says he whoever he whoever it's like if it's ten hag he goes he needs three midfielders literally straight away three starting midfielders that can go up a level now look that's grand when you're forwarding money around and stuff like that but we know because we've been coming from a fucking very low ebb fucking ten years ago or whatever like it's easier said than done like getting windows together uh, and sorting yourself out and like getting three fucking starting If that could, that could take you two windows to get the three midfielders if it could take you three windows you mightn't be able to get the ones that you want in it's interesting I know Carragher has, has said before like recently you're never really as far away as you think you're always a little bit closer but I, I really hope in this case now he's fucking wrong that they're fucking a million miles away because like last night was just like what do you like trade the back we'll do we're playing one of the best teams in the world and we'll we'll train ever for fucking two or three days before a trade the back and then we'll throw Phil Jones in hasn't played in a year and fucking we'll hope it's alright <laughs> like, like what the fuck like look like, they do, they honest to God what they'd have been as well doing there is hand on heart doing a Diego Simeone and going yeah. five five and yeah. fucking sitting in that fucking two banks of five and going. I don't give a shit. We're not going into your half of the ninety minutes.
1: Can I, be can, can I Kate, can I post a formal request to stop talking about everybody else and start talking about Liverpool Football Club? And the <laughs> only reason I'm saying it, the only reason I'm saying it is because like what we did last night is what Barcelona did to them in the Champions League final years ago, treated them as boys and just manhandled them and destroyed yeah. them. Right? No and let's talk about let's talk about that because that's just it was it just be. It was. It was wondrous. It was beautiful. It was immense. It, there's so much to talk about from from every aspect. Salah's back in the goals. That ball from Mane to Salah to me is just. It's Dort. It's it's absolutely yeah, filthy. It's with the sauce, right? It was just off the charts. Pass
2: for the fourth goal. Mane's <laughs> pass for the fourth goal. It's brilliant. Mane is yeah. reborn, and I'm I'm putting my hands up here. I was sure he was done.
0: Yeah, same. Mm. I,
2: was, I was sure he was done as a top-end starter in this Liverpool team, but he's... Well, it's I, was talking, I was talking to Miel man today and he's not even a Liverpool fan. He turns around and said, he's like... Um, he's like John Barnes. He's, mm. he's, he's playing like a John Barnes where everything is going through him. Yeah. Everything is going through him and it, only for Thiago he would have been man of the match in both the last games. mm and, like, I'm delighted because that's that's the benefit of bringing in someone like a Diaz because Mane probably goes, all right, so if I'm not going to get out there all the time, he's flavor of the month now. I need to get my finger out. I think Senegal thing has helped him massively yeah. um, because he, he did come out last year saying he was struggling uh, with the mental side and the physical side. But he looks as good as he ever has for us. And that's saying something because... The year we won the league, he's our best player.
1: I I I think I think there's a combination. I think he I think he is done as being the man of three years ago. I think this move into the center has revitalized him, right? I think because he still has that bit more pace than than say Firmino has when he plays that role, but has the technical capability. And we haven't seen we hasn't he hasn't needed to express that technical capability playing out on the wide and coming in and being the one that's in the middle for 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 the shots and stuff like this. Now it's giving him free reign to show what he does for Senegal and it's a credit to him. It's an absolute credit to him. But again, the confidence is there. And like I, I look at Mo, and you look at that the confidence has been affected by the, the loss and the, the, the AFCON, right? And, and you can see it's been playing. play. And he's fair play to me. He's taken his penalties and he scored his penalties bar one. And he's done everything. And he's kept on with the assists. And again, he has another assist last night and two goals. But just at the moment, it's like the Allison thing. just at the moment when you need to show your bollocks, just at the moment when you need that, the player and your best player to turn it on, he turns up, and he turns up in classic fashion. Right? And you look, at, you look at this, and you go, "Fuck me, we've got these lads who have the bit between their teeth, who have now that they're th- this season rides on the next six games, and that's all that matters. That's nothing else matters, right? It's just we just play the next game, we just play the next game. It's that mentality that that has is bred into them, and then you throw Thiago into it." And well, now yeah. you want to talk about Thiago, right? Because I'm one who said, uh, and, and when he, when he came out first, I was looking at going, he's struggling. And I'll stand up and I'll say, when you look back at the performances, he looks like he's struggling that team. But again, I think we, myself and Sean, had a discussion on this podcast probably a year ago when, when we we're having this, right? And I said, I think he's struggling. And Sean said, Look, you have to give him the opportunity when Fabinho's in beside him and he doesn't have to try to do everything, right? And to to to, to your credit, you're bang on, right? But you don't have to be right. You can be wrong at these things. It's like if absolutely. I was wrong about I was wrong about Milner when when I seen him come to the club before. So I'm delighted I'm, I'm wrong. And Naby Keita, like I've been his biggest critic on this podcast, and I'm absolutely right. But the Naby Keita Tornado for this this year and has played this year has been an absolute joy to behold and a pleasure to watch on a week in week out basis, and the performances turned in has been fantastic. And I said, this was the biggest part for me, was this was the year, this was the make or break year for Keita. And for as far as I'm concerned, he's made it. And like that, who am I? I'm, I'm a nobody, but I'm not going to sit here and then try double down on on an opinion that I had that was based on what happened over three years. This is, yeah. fa- and it's fantastic to see. I want to see these players I want to see these players succeed. Not that if you're a Liverpool fan, you don't want your opinion to be right and to see these players fail. You want these players to succeed and make a gobshite out of your right? And I am absolutely delighted when a player turns, turns the form and uh, turns the corner on his ability and uh, what's it the avail- on the availability being his key ability because his availability has been second to none this year. And I'm fucking delighted to see it. And, and hopefully that continues on. And hopefully we continue to see the growth of these players because that's just it's just it's just a joy to support this team at this moment of the time. You don't need to be on social media. You can just watch the games and it'll make you happy. make you really happy. Do you know what made me happiest? Straight up, Sky Sports News this morning showing us the goals and they were sitting there like they were in mourning. Honest to Jesus, they were absolutely <laughs> devastated that United are shy. The whole thing was United are shy. It's not. Liverpool are sensational. It's sensational. They should have the right, but they're based, they're based in Manchester. They should be there. Liverpool are sensational. This is a once-in-a-generation team and you should be, should be celebrating it. And Sean, I'll go back to my point that I made before we came on there, right? If we don't win the league this year, we have to look at ourselves as the people's champion. We have to think about wrestling in the mid nineties. right? We will be <laughs> we're the stone cold Steve Austin's, the the rocks, where we only get to hold the championship belt briefly. But it makes people happier than when Triple H is wandering around. Triple H is Manchester City, by the way, right? He has oh, his I hands in the, the game, tail, right? Right. But love him. Everyone hated the fact um, that he was he was the he was the heavyweight champion for four thousand years, right? They all wanted somebody else, right? And we are the people's champion. And that's the way we got it. But we need to grab it when the opportunity comes up to so, win.
2: There's right. loads of football to play. I'll say one thing though. Mm. If we don't win it this year, we'll definitely win it next year. Mm. I, and I'm I'm going out on a limb saying that we definitely will. I think it's gonna be like nineteen twenty again where we just carry on. I don't care who they sign. And I'm being yeah. deadly I, I'm being deadly honest with you. I genuinely don't. I, I couldn't give a fuck who they do, what they do in the summer. Because look at this team, the way they're playing. The, I I still think we'll win the league. I can see, I know they, they win comprehensively tonight. I still think we'll win the league. We're far better than them at the moment. And I think we showed that in the first half on, on Saturday. We didn't tone up on in the Etihad. We took mm. two first halves off them. I, I heard Dave saying it in, in the show last week. And he still couldn't beat us. So I, I'm I I honestly I can't see anyone beating us. I genuinely can't. And people turn around saying our running is tougher. Hell, how is our running tougher? Well, I bet that in every team I go to face <laughs> genuinely, yeah. and it's the truth. I I, does does uh, the one thing I love saying last night. Get back to the game. First ten minutes in the second half. Now and I'll dive. You'll be fucking pulling oh, we nails swinging out and blinds and now you, you are right you did you you called it before any of the commentators that it was even remarked on in the game you said Virgil is doing my fucking nut here right you he said and I was going jeez relax two seconds later Klopp is chewing him out Robbo was chewing him out these these are well aware of the level that's needed to to get it over the line and I, I just I I see that there with us I genuinely do I, I can see City slipping I can Th- there's frailties hundred percent, and the people's champ. It's going to be like playing WrestleMania. And fucking <laughs> the Rock finally got his hands on it <laughs> after years. Ago, I just see it all boiling up. And it's won't,
3: it's, won't, it's, won't it's, kicking it's, out a stone, and you don't want kicking out with a rock. Bomb. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: it. That's it. But, but, lads, I want to talk for a few minutes, and we won't stay much longer. because I know like the early starts and things like that. Last night. Phil touched on Thiago being wrong, maybe, about Thiago and Shawnee saying, give it time, give it time, give it time. Shawnee, I'm going to start with you because, you know, we spoke about this fella before. We spoke, you know, how good a player he was before he came to Liverpool and how excited we were when he came to Liverpool. He is just playing a different game to everyone else at the moment, isn't he? Like, when you look at him in the midfield, the things he's doing, because it's not just one thing that he's doing. Like, he's not just hitting little passes he's snidey, he's everything, he's just absolutely has the game on strings at the moment, doesn't
2: he? Yeah, but look, this should be a surprise to absolutely nobody, to be honest with you, because I'm not even joking you, and I would have said this had he went to PSG, even United, City, wherever he would have went. Thiago has done what he did last night for a decade in Germany, and he was doing it in Europe as well. And he just so happened to be number three in the midfield behind, or number four in the midfield behind Xabi, Iniesta and Busquets, who yeah. many would consider the greatest club side of all time. And he moves from there and his level never drops. Like, <laughs> I don't know what they call him, these Trequatista the registers. I don't know what the name you put on him is, but I don't even know. it's the spinner know really? any other midfielder to him that I've ever seen play where everything is just so elegant. And I, I felt sorry for him last year because he was banged at the base for midfield and there was carnage at Liverpool last year. Yeah. But it was mad. It, it really was. And if you're actually looking at... If you look at the last 10 games last year, I'm
0: he so hasn't... Perfect.
2: He hasn't... His level hasn't dropped since then. People are only going on about this since the... The, the City semi-final and that Thiago has been brilliant for the most part when he's played for us when he's had them all around them like the first half he, he has when he signs for us against Chelsea remember he comes on yeah. in the second half and just starts pinging yeah. the ball around the shop he's out of this world and I'm not I'm, I genuinely mean it when I say it I think Steven Gerrard is the only midfielder who's better than that I've seen play but it's such a small sample size I know but technical ability He's right up there in the echelons of Luis Suarez for me. That's just a, how good he is and how how simply he makes the game look when it's going a million miles an hour. He just slows it down. He plays the game at his pace. And it's it's a big difference to us because we've been held as Skelter under Klopp. We were a bit controlled in 1920. But now he was basically brought in to transform the way we play last year. And he has, and he's absolutely brilliant. And you can't overlook the uh, the other side of his game where he's niggling in, winning the ball back, his interceptions. He's just unbelievable. He's an absolute joy to watch. There was ball. a
3: start. I think. There, I think there was a stat that fucking it was, it was ten games, ten games without. Him. I think we've only seen the two goals that in the yeah. ten <laughs> games that he's played yeah. because he's that and like he's defensively switched on. He 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 put his foot in. He will win the ball back. He can do a bit of everything.
2: Yeah, he's he's honestly. He's been here only for a short time, and I don't know how long we're going to get out of him because he's warm, But pace doesn't matter when you have her upstairs. You see him ghosting Rashford and all last night. He's so, so good. He's a he's one of them throwback little midfielders you used to see in La Liga years ago where you probably thought, ah, oh, he wouldn't make it in England. He's not physical enough, but there's no one near his level when he's on it. Honestly, he's. He's unbelievable. I, I said it earlier on. I remember watching him for Boyan in the Champions League, and he used to giggle all the time. You need to forget. Like, you need to remember. Like there's two signs. You never ask a woman our age, and you never take anyone that boy are selling, right? And that was the thing that everyone was going on about. When oh, I don't know about going for him because, but Boyan were desperate to keep him. He's man of the match in the Champions League final against PSG. He completely runs the shop. He just wanted out, and we so happened to be in a position where we were able to pick him up. And I tell you what, I can't wait for Sunday or the next game of football that he starts because he's just so, so good to watch. When when all is said and done, he he will go down as one of the best midfielders of his generation without a doubt. Uh,
1: Look, the best way I can discuss him is to discuss my love of controlling midfielders at Liverpool Football Club. I grew up on Jan Malby. Then we didn't really have one for a long, long time. And then Jabby Alonso turned up at the club. right? And Tiago to me, is when Jabby Alonso left Liverpool and went to Real Madrid. And he's the Jabby Alonso of Real Madrid. Tiago is at that level playing for us. And it's just incredible watching a fella being able to control the rhythm and the tempo of a game. And no matter how much he gets kicked or people try to get near him, he still controls the rhythm and the tempo of the game. And he just sets everything in motion. His vision is so, so, so incredible, right? And I don't care, like, good players learn from good players. Do you know that that way? If you look at the way the rest of the team are now moving the ball and being able to play those passes, they obviously can't get to what he sees because that's what makes him so special. But that goal, that pass from Mane, is typical of things being able to happen that wouldn't have happened before. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because they're playing that way in training and he's playing instantly, and they're watching him do it and then they copy it. And that's what good players can do. Oh, yeah, I can do that. And it starts pinging it around in the game. And that raises again the levels. And there is, somebody mentioned there's a quiet evolution going on in this team. And if you look at what we have now where we started two years ago and everyone's worried what well, all these players getting old and moving on. Look what we have now. We have Luis Diaz, right? I think Thiago can play in the same way Xabi Alonso played well into his mid-thirties, right? Because pace doesn't define his game. Pace is not dictating his game. And in the same way, you look at Henderson's game has changed. Henderson has become the James Milner of this team. And the way James Milner was, was, was playing two years ago or three years ago when we got to the Champions League final. was playing that controller role. And Fabinho was playing this outrageous footballer like we were talking about Thiago but Fabinho is is a freak of a footballer as well right and then you've got Keita coming in and doing a bit of the Wijnaldum role but also a bit of the Henderson role from three years ago and this is the evolution of the team you look at the top three it's not just a top three anymore it's top six it's top six We've we've got six players who are interchangeable in terms of what's there and then our back four isn't a back four it's a back eight in terms of the players who can come in and out. And that's the evolution of this side. We've gone from a from a from from 12 players that we picked that when they were fit were so far above to having finally 16, 17 players. And this was always Klopp's ambition. You know, it, it's just... Thiago, again, is that little momentum setter and that little tempo setter that changes fundamentally what this team looks like. And looking at how he played last night. Look at how he's playing this run-in. He, he, again... The best players go up levels as you get towards the end of the season. And Thiago's going up the gears. Last season, he was somebody mentioned he was probably our best player over the last 10 games and was fundamental to us getting that Champions League spot. And he's torn in the the dial again now. And look at the way he's playing the ball. Look what he sees. He sees things so far ahead of everyone else. And that's what I'm talking about, tempo and, and rhythm. Because he's able to see what's going on, this is exactly why this team is able to was able to do what it did to Manchester City. Was able to do when the other players come in and they're replicating what he's trying to do. That's so positive for the young players coming through. And it's just I, I love waxing and lyrical about them. I was talking about them today, but not not on social media, talking about the people yeah. who watched it, right? That's what, that's what football brings that's the joyous nature that football brings when you, because fans of all teams look at him and go yeah he's fucking cracking it's like when I talked about Kante for Chelsea he has that but he has that that thing to me that goes I'm just so happy he's air player it's like Alice I'm just so happy he's air player Mo Salah I'm just so happy he's air player like that just isn't it great because we spent years going I wish he was air player I wish yeah. he was air player
0: Davo how did so many ex-players get it wrong on this fella and think, forget about fans, forget about, you know, tribal fans. How did so many players, Paul Scholes, um, Kenny Cunningham, uh, Didi Hammond, Gary it's Neville. It said was the drop, wasn't it? it? was a bit of a drop. <laughs> they all said he's too slow. He's not going to be able to play in the Premier League. He's not going to be able to play club system. He's going to slow Liverpool down. How were they all so wrong on a player that had 31 th- honours before he even got to us, that, as Sean, he said, was the man of the match in the Champions League final? How could they all have been so wrong on him?
3: I don't know. That's uh, really... Uh, uh, well, like, for the likes of... like, I would imagine, like, Kenny Cunningham hasn't seen a lot in the play. Right? Now, that could be yeah. me just being fairly naive about like, no, uh, Kenny Cunningham. But for the likes of, like, Deere, a man who would be... I'd say Dee Dee those bits and pieces of work on, on German television with, with football and no, I just think it was fucking lazy. Didi liked sticking a knife into Liverpool uh, quite a bit the last while. I'd say I'd say Scolds was just hoping. He was hoping he'd fucking slow us down. He was hoping it wouldn't go well. He was just throwing his R am Sure he was probably asked he's throwing an in. I would say Cunningham probably hasn't seen much of them, Cunningham still believes that Henderson should be at the base instead of Fabinho of, of our midfield, which is a bit strange. I think as much as I... Listen, I'm, I'm a big Henderson fan. Well, Listen, when he plays well, i say he plays well. If he's shit, I'll say he plays shit. But So I'd, I'd say it's just a bit of... I'd say Cunningham hadn't seen much of him, but I, I, I don't know what her mom was thinking, but... Like the boys are right. The boys have said it all. Really, just from last night for me, I, I, I find i really, really fucking struggle. I don't think I've ever seen a fella have man the match sound about the ten minutes. Mm, I, yeah. I like in the, in the game, the first ten minutes, it was like it's over. Don't like where where a goal up, we get the second goal. Or whatever. It's over. That's it's man the match. Stoney could have never could have said right, like, man the match tonight is 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 Tiago. And it was just, it was, it was fucking incredible. Just the the performance. Sean, he was on about him, ghosted by young flips, Rashford, younger players. And like, I'm sitting there watching it, knowing he's going to drop the shoulder and go do the other way. So they must know he's going to do it. And they still can't get near floating just Just some of the passing, the fucking, the scores passing, it's just. So good. So you just have to manage him. Like yep. uh, Kev said in the chat, you just need to manage him a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if he's not involved or if, he, if he's if he's on the bench on Sunday. Maybe a last 20-minute job or something like that. I think just need to manage him really going forward because he's he, he's vital. He's, he's absolutely vital at the moment.
2: Like yeah. Phil said there, the levels thing. The levels thing. Look at his assist on Saturday in the FA Cup. He he thinks that up to man, Because eh, he knows yo. Sadio's probably better off volleying that mm. than just rolling into his pad. I'm I'm gonna take away. I'm gonna make his. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make his mind up for him. I'm feeling that would we'll have played at high enough levels where you just know some players are instinctive like that. Mm. If you don't get like the really top players, like I remember a friend of mine played with Jason Bourne at. Uh, he was he was only a cabin at the time, and he was saying, "Lawson, you could throw the ball out of a cannon into him, and he'd just be ricocheting it into the net because it's instinctive, and top like high high IQ football. That's exactly why he plays. Like he gets a little give and go. Like like he played it. We did we didn't score him, but you can tell. Like Diaz makes a run inside, and he clips this one over the top." and you can tell Mo is in position for the knockdown to go in he's a conductor he's a QB he's running the show the game it's the metronome he just I don't know I don't know who you can compare it to Raquel May was really good at that but I don't even think he he, his execution is unbelievable and he makes everything look so good because he does that whip he whips every pass and it's the shimmy and it's just to be honest with you it's porn that's the it's Mm. football porn Honest to God, his compilations go up on Pornhub and he'd be top of lists getting massive views because he's just so fucking good. He's ridiculous to watch. Honestly, I find myself fawning over him all the time. And honestly, not everyone is as as lucky. If you can, go and see him live. And I'm not being, I'm not, I'm not trying to, um, I'm not being like yuppie about or anything. Like, just go and see him live because it's a true test to just the levels and when you're looking at like I was the I was at the Porto game where he scored that goal. Like and that game he's toilemon beside him. <laughs> he's pulling that young all over the place with him, showing him how to play the game. At the same time he's keeping it ticking over. He's absolutely ridiculous. And I just hope we can keep him fit. Because we've we've actually we've done well this year with the likes of Kate and Thiago and getting them there and the the medical department this, they deserve big credit for it but I genuinely believe it used to always be for me if you have Allison Van Dijk and Fabinho in your 11 you won't lose many games of football if you have Thiago in there you won't even draw many games of football you're going to be winning most of them because that's just how good he is and Long may I continue. He's fucking incredible. I'm just so glad he's ours again. It's, a, it's a, I'm so happy that I get to watch him play for Liverpool.
0: Yeah, I seen him about ten years ago for Barcelona. I we went over to a game, Um and you know the warm up when he does the volleys from one side of the pitch to the other. He was doing it with Messi. They were all lined up the warm up. Him and Messi were doing it, and I couldn't believe it. You know the he's probably only 21 at the time but Messi's volleying it over to him from the other side of the pitch he's turning around trapping it on his neck flicking it up volleying it back to him bending the thing landing straight on Messi's chest I was looking at this warm-up and it was just I'm like what the fuck is this this is unbelievable and ever since then I've been fascinated with him because he's just a player like he's it's hard to describe him you as have all said it there you what do you compare them to? Like he's got his moves, Davo said it there, he's got the little shimmy where he just gets away from a player. That's the only pace he needs is to be able to get them three yards away when he drops the shoulder and moves the whip past when he's not looking at it. You know, we said it at the time, what he's going to do, Liverpool maybe got predictable with the fullbacks that everything was going to come from wide and get whipped in by Trent and Robbo. But what he's going to do is he's going to punch holes in the team, in the middle of teams, and create chances, and we're seeing it now. The fella is unbelievable, and we've all said it long may it last. I was talking Liverpool selling them and all in the summer, and um, just gone you know, the usual shite that gets regurgitated. Um, you know, people are he's making people look like fools, and that's what I'm enjoying the most about it. I think Zabby I wanted,
3: wanted him back,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Why wouldn't
1: he? He's not. Can, stupid. I just, can I also just say that he also hates Pep Guardiola. Right, he had, he got, he left Barcelona, and the fucker followed him to Bayern Munich. but he put up with <laughs> him there for as long as possible, and when it, there was a chance to go to England, he said bollocks to that. Going to a team that's mad, not a team that's dour and fucking horrible. Anyway, he loves Pep Guardiola. I'm not gonna say that
0: much no, in shit. fairness, when Pep Guardiola took the Bayern Munich job, the first thing he wanted was to bring Thiago with him. He's the yeah, player, where I am like, yeah, so, Thiago, Thiago, you
1: know, was, Thiago was, was kidnapped.
0: Was a yeah, he's, fucking, he's not it?
2: real he's handsome he speaks about eight languages yeah. he looks like he's sound he I walks like around a a like a normal bloke like
3: I was in good form but it looks
2: like yeah he just like honestly I, I I absolutely love him I I he's getting to the stage of man love that I have and I I continue to have Vajabi Alonso even yeah. when he left I just think mm.
1: so it's just, does people correct me in the chat I don't care. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert.
3: <laughs> have they not fucking watched you on this before? <laughs> I, I
1: made I made a point at the start. I'm in my mid-40s. I'm an old dad at this stage. I can just be all grumpy if I want to make stuff up and just believe it because that's what dads do. So that's just well, the way it is, right?
2: He's, un- he's unreal. And look, the ultimate, you he, he got, he got the best standing ovation I can remember from mm. from Anfield last, last <laughs> night and that, that basically says um that says it all he, he's unreal don't listen to any of the, the show because it's just pure jealousy and absolute arse talk he does not detract from this team not one way out and not one bit and it, once he's fit for our big games we're going to be lifting more pots this year it's as simple mm. as that yeah Exactly.
0: And he has that little bit of edge because he missed the League Cup final, didn't he? In the warm-up, he got injured and had to miss that one. So he's hungry to get trophies in as well. Mm-hmm. And it's just all geared up um, for a very successful end of the season. Um, we'll finish her up now, lads. and um, Before we go, just a word on Felicon. Um, Gav said it the other night, you know, we probably won't get to 10,000 by the golf day, but we're going to keep pushing and pushing. And we've said it before, failicon. If you, you mightn't have to use a service like them before, but you'll certainly know people who have. And it's a great um partner that we've decided to go with. The details are all in the show description, they're all on the website, the Twitter, everywhere. You'll find all the links to failicon in there. Go in and have a look if you can give out and give. We know times are tough for people. We're not looking for, you know, everybody to, you know, keep lashing in money, lashing in money. Anything you can give or share or spread the word or anything like that will be much appreciated. So, yeah, check that out when you can. Well, right, lads, we'll finish up there. Phil, if you have anything else before you want to go, I, I, what's he doing? Are well, you I'm trying just, to sink your body to the two marks on the knee so it looks like arms?
1: I'm stretching my knees. The, the, it's not great, like, do you know what I mean? The, the, I'm starting to feel the chills. Even when it's, even. I've come back to Ireland and it's, a bit cold in this country. I'm getting oh. used to 20 plus degree heat in the evening time.
0: you were in Spain for a week, you believe. Don't you <laughs> know me I mean? Okay. <laughs> it's also <laughs> w- 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 w-
1: I also found that um Victoria Malaga is is a lovely beer and it definitely lubricates the joints. You don't feel as as, as creaky in the evening time, so it's definitely worth uh, a canya of Victoria Malaga uh, of an evening, mate, like, keeps the doctor away.
3: There you go.
0: They couldn't have said about that myself. Davo and Else before we go.
3: No, no, just enjoying where we are at the minute. So long, long may I continue roll
0: on Sunday, indeed, indeed. Sean, what about yourself, yeah,
2: five days now. We're out of game. What are we going to do with ourselves? Yeah. Longest break, man. isn't
0: it? Between now and
3: the end of the yeah. season, is it at the minute?
2: Yeah, it'll be non stop between now and uh, the end of May. And just look, Love enjoy it because it, the high, the, the, it's highly unlikely I'm going to see and this ever again. <laughs> boy anybody because yeah. like we said football's changing not exactly for the better but mm. we could genuinely make history in the next couple of weeks
0: yeah and you well, the other best team around is Man City you'd much rather be watching the Reds than them shoot so you know enjoy it while you can and um, right, we'll leave it there lads thanks for joining me thanks to everyone what, 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 what,
1: what. if you smell what the club <laughs>
3: is cooking
0: <laughs> <laughs> what better way to end it than that Take it easy.
3: (laughs) Oh, stop. Sports Social
1: Podcast Network.